When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back at it again with another episode of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. We are the KC Soccer Journal. Cody, Robert, and Thad is drying out is here. Thad is a little wet from the game last night. Boys, what a week in the world of Cody. What a week for me. Been a good week. Actually, let me rephrase. I'm I don't have a job. My the real world, my life is falling apart. But in the world of soccer, all things coming up, Cody, right now. It's good times. Manchester City wins the treble. Sporting Kansas City above the playoff line. Messi's coming to MLS. St. Louis dropped points to LA today. It's just all things are good right now. Gentlemen, welcome, Thad. Are you indeed dry from the uh, rainy game last night? Yeah, I am. I am dried out. Yes, I, I think uh, one piece of my equipment may not be yet. So, oh yeah, is that a is that a problem in the rain? Don't you have you're a professional? Don't you have like coverings and things like that? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. But uh, <laughs> some things still get wet. So. Okay. So okay, actually, how hard was it raining? Because it's hard to tell from the press box. It was that. Uh, first half, it was actually pretty solid. Second half, it was just a mist, man. I would, yeah. Hard to tell because we were uh, nice and dry up in the press box. <laughs> Felt good up there. It was actually a beautiful night. It was. Nobody hey, did. Cody, you forgot to mention one participant here tonight, and, and he's not too happy about it. Oh, <laughs> I did. I forgot David in the chat. I didn't <laughs> shout out David in the chat is here. Uh, welcome, even though you can't respond. I guess I need to address him or he gets mad. David, uh, we love you. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Robert and Robert Associates. Is your first choice defense team unavailable? The law firm of R&R is a great replacement to keep you out of trouble. Somehow, it just works. Robert and Robert Associates, the defense rests. So, let's begin right there. It seems like a good segue. I don't know. It seems like our sponsors line up really well to uh, what's been going on in the world of I don't know how KC. that happens. It's crazy. So, it just happens that we had uh, Castellanos and Volader both Roberts starting in center back last night in the four to one win over Austin FC. Uh, that leaves Sporting Kansas City. They're above the playoff line. It's real. We had a show wondering if the playoffs were even possible like a month and a half ago, like six weeks ago. And they are indeed above the playoff line. Still have played more games than a lot of other teams, but things are obviously looking much better now. So let's begin here with the defense. Um, Castellanos got the uh, got to be paraded around. He got the cauldron trip. Oh no, that was Polito last night, wasn't it? In the cauldron. Yeah, they did. That was Polito in the cauldron. Castellanos got to do the interview with uh, with Peter in the media after the game. He scored a goal. He did well enough with Robert Volader back there and uh, made me look bad from last week. Of course, 
So let's uh, let's hear what I had to say about Castellanos just one week ago. Someone, I'm probably Castellanos, who is terrible, and we're going to get to that. I can't do Castellanos anymore. Made Good, a, I'm glad you're giving Castellanos credit here. <laughs> made a terrible back pass. Wow, you were pretty harsh. <laughs> yeah, what I didn't, thinking, I really? just went all the way in on it. Thad, what did you think of, of the, I guess I almost called him a youngster again. They did that on the broadcast last night, but he is, what is he, 26 now? Something like that. I don't know why I asked you a question if you weren't going to know. Thad, what did you think of Robert Castellanos? Oh, he played well, and then he contributed the goal, and he almost an assist. I don't know if he actually got the assist, but that, he that, didn't. He should have been though. That goal, he smashed it home. Yeah, that's every defender's dream, right there, man. Like be a forward. Yeah, the the striker clips it, and it just falls right to you in the box. That is a center back's dream for sure. So, yeah, like almost every defender has been a forward at some point, and they just they drift back as their quality doesn't keep up. So every one of them just really wants to be that that striker still. Robert, why did this inexperienced center back pairing seem to work last night? Are we giving them too much credit because Austin is just a bad team? Well, I mean, just to add to Castellanos, uh, you know, Volder was fine. Nothing, you know, major. He did his job. But Castellanos also won five aerials last night. Um, and he just had the game of his life really mm -hmm. um yeah i mean the midfield we dropped back a little bit farther than we normally do uh on austin we uh, pinched in our wing uh wide midfielders a little bit more than we normally do to take away uh Driussi and take away his artists so you know they got a lot of help from the midfield i think but uh castellanos especially when he was called on was certainly there are we using are we pronouncing the l's in that name, I've been saying Castellanos. We need to be consistent here. Oh, why start? Uh, that's <laughs> exactly okay. why start. <laughs> All right, touche, touche. Uh, how about Tim Leibold? That cross to Polito for the third goal. That whole play was so pretty. And we haven't had, at least it hasn't felt like we've had someone that can send in crosses like that for a long time, Thad. No, it was a very good cross and just Almost got blocked anyway, but it was a very good cross, very well timed. It has the has that nice little curl, so it has a chance to get around the defender a little bit easier. Almost blocked. That just means that was just the the level of difficulty of the pass. Almost blocked, but got around him, threaded the needle. <laughs> he did. Hey, he was also the one to play the ball in that uh, Castellanos uh, headed back. So almost two there for Tim. Yes, uh, very good look from Tim. Uh, Eric Tommy had good moments last night um he still does he's he's obviously playing better he went that three game stretch where I was I was entirely done with him and it didn't seem like like he could do anything at all but he uh he has been playing better he still seems guilty of the he's doing too much uh, that's something that Peter said in the in his uh town hall meeting with the cauldron that he that he that he uh is too active, runs around too much. He could do more with less. And I think he's still guilty of that a little bit. But um, some of those balls in, I, it's he's so inconsistent with the set pieces. Some of them look like he's a master and it's dangerous every time. But then on, on both of the free kicks where he was going to take a shot, I absolutely knew it was going to hit the wall. <laughs> Robert, what do you think of, of uh, Eric Tommy? Yeah, I mean, Cody, media game is coming up, man. I, I assume you're in. 
you get a free kick in the media game. I want to see you put it over the wall. Over so and I'm under. throwing it back at you, man. <laughs> no problem. No problem. You've seen what I can do no in a problem. media game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, Tommy has proven, you know, playing on that right wing, uh, right, sorry, midfield part, um, you know, more in the right channel, has proven to really take some instruction well, too, I think, that he's realized that he doesn't have to do everything and what his role is in this, you know, formation and where he's playing now. So credit to him for that, for sure. That are we getting in your way of something that you're doing? Are we bothering no, you? I was just comparing some stats, man. That's all. Okay, you're working. Are you ready? Do you want me to filibuster for you, or are you ready for some stats you got? No, I'm not ready at all. <laughs> okay, so you're just going to continue <laughs> to ignore us for the next couple of minutes. Okay. Got I it. completely pay attention to you, man. <laughs> I can do two things at once. I can multitask. <laughs> okay, Kyrie Shelton got his goal. Uh, we've been critical of him as everyone has been. I think some of that was fair for a long time, but it was, it felt, I felt very happy for him. Uh, it just, <laughs> after he finally got that first one and then it was called back for offsides, it still just seemed like Kyrie is not allowed to have anything good ever. I felt so bad for him all over again. Uh, and then it was just a few minutes later, he got a nice, got a nice tap in. Uh, I, I, of course, everyone was groaning at the substitution, but Thad Peter has stayed strong with with Kyrie this whole time, and he was pretty pumped in that post game for it. He was. Uh, I heard some boos when uh, Kyrie subbed in. Man, it wasn't just groans; there was some outright boos. Oh, I didn't actually hear the boos, but oh yeah, that's that that makes sense then. Because Peter, not even just in this response, I I guess we can we'll talk more about it after this. But Peter was on one last night. You could see he he just had like more in the tank that he was not saying exactly yeah but he got pretty animated when it came to Kyrie's goal yeah it's great and I think that you know he should you know go like this to the to the crowd because you know he gets he gets a lot of criticism but the bottom line is is that he's trying and he's been out of form but he's been working really hard to get back in form and at the end of the day we're a we're a we're not just a team. We're we're truly a family every day, working together, trying to overcome certain things. And sometimes I get a little bit upset with the fact that you know there's 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 criticism thrown in a way where I know that the guy's working. So I'm very happy for him that that he got that goal for the group. He said he should have gone like this. That was the cupping his ears to the crowd, like I can't hear you anymore. I get that. That is that's something you generally do in an opposing stadium, <laughs> not to your own fans. <laughs> And I, I feel for Peter here. I understand where he's coming from. He's going to protect his guys. He obviously likes Kyrie a lot. But also, the, the criticism was just. He was a striker that wasn't scoring goals and was not effective for the team for a long time. Most people, or not, maybe not most people, a lot of people were still on board with the whole he's effective and helps the team. The team was winning at the time, even when he wasn't scoring. But there was a long period of time where... It was almost inexcusable for Kyrie Shelton to get out on the field. It, was, it wasn't even his fault anymore that he was playing so bad because it was just he shouldn't have been out on the field, and that's why I felt so bad for him. And, yeah, so you can understand where Peter's coming from, but also I don't like the implication that, that if someone was frustrated with him that they said something bad about him. Of course someone did. That's what fans do. He was playing bad, and I think that I think anyone who had something negative to say about Kyrie, was you could definitely understand that. Yeah, but I do think there's a difference between saying, okay, he's not playing as effective as he was, he's not, you know, and things like that. But 
I do see fans saying way worse, man. Like, you know, this guy should never play soccer again. And uh, just, I mean, way worse than that. I'm not going to repeat some of that stuff. So I do see where there's a line, but I I would tend to not boo my own player in my own stadium. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I've learned those responses online like that. When someone says it's the worst or the, you know, the, the way you talk is an extreme thing. I've learned to just read it. It's like the Matrix. You don't read the words like that. It's just like, I don't like Kyrie. I don't think Kyrie played well tonight. Because it's just, if someone thinks they had one bad play, the comment they put online is, he's the worst player that has ever played this game. And you would think Peter would understand that at this point too, right? I don't think Peter's a social <laughs> media kind of animal. I mean, Right, but he's been doing, this, been doing this for a long time. Social media is not new. He's been reading... You're seeing people yelling at the team for a long time now, right? You got to just understand that fans are passionate and they're going to speak in extremes when you're reading comments online. Well, I love, Cody, how you're showing that you have a heart here for for not just Kyrie, but just a heart in general. I like it. I like it. But uh, David in the chat is, is, you know, said exactly what I was thinking, that this is the perfect use of Kyrie. You know, we're, we're late in the game. We're up. You know, get him in there, get some fresh legs, let him do his thing. That's where he needs to be. And, you know, any one of us could have put that ball into the net, but the ball that he played into Tommy and then, you know, keeping running, um, you know, looking for the rebound, it was a smart play as well. So well done, Kyrie Shelton. And then boom. Yeah, that ball to Tommy was a very good one, man. Yeah. That's uh, one of the best passes he's made all year, quite honestly. Boom, just like that, $600,000 a goal. Not too bad. It's going down quick. <laughs> uh, okay, what? Uh, any other shout-outs from this game last night? Who should we talk about that we aren't talking about? How about? Uh, well, I'm gonna throw. Go I'm gonna throw this out there, guys. Um, you know, I'm not beyond looking at uh, another man, another male, and saying that that man is attractive. Um, so Tim Leibold could probably be if you're gonna change or make one sporting player into a superhero i think libel fits the mold he's built he's handsome he could be a superhero we just need a name for what he would be tim libel is who you're are you <laughs> saying the right name have you have you looked at the man i had i did and had the exact opposite thought that you just had <laughs> he I, i'm All not right even then. i'm not even joking okay david in the chat says it should be polito okay Right. Polito is very handsome for sure. Uh, no, I it's this is insane to me that you're saying that because I active I rewatched the game and I had the I actively had the thought like he sparked a whole idea of a social media post that I'm gonna do where all of all where right. all of uh, what neighborhoods it looks like all of the players are living in, and uh, and yeah, it's not it's. <laughs> Like All right, he, well, you got to tell us. He looks like he's from Independence. Like, live in. <laughs> like, it looks like he's from Independence as opposed to downtown, oh. which is where I would say that uh, that a someone that looks like a model or a superhero would be from. That's very interesting. Okay. We have different <laughs> – we just got different tastes in men, Robert. I don't know. What, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what can I say? What can I say? Polito is very, very attractive, though. He's he, he fixed his hair. Thank you for fixing the hair. When we When we first signed him – I don't know what he was doing there, but he's really coming to his own as he hit his 30s. <laughs> Thad, who's the hottest on the team? I'm not. <laughs> it's Johnny. Johnny is the answer to that question. Uh, okay, so let's stop objectifying people here. 
Uh, okay, yeah, actually, let's take a non-break for some of you. Thad, wait, what do you want to say? I was just, uh, I saw David mention Shallowy. If you're talking about superheroes, he would be that awkward kid, superpowers, Spider-Man kind of thing. But that just brought up the fact that he was the captain last night. Yes, uh, he wasn't listed in the in the game day, uh, or, or at least the, the roster image that they put out. So this must have been a last-minute decision of some sort, but... Yeah, Peter said it was kind of a reward for how he's been playing and leadership he's been showing. He's been around for a long time. He's been the, the you know, from the academy to the first team, and he's showing uh, some leadership. So that, that's just kind of cool. He has. It feels like he's been around a long time at this point, but it doesn't feel like anyone has been around as long as Diego Fagundes who is somehow only 28 years old, and he's been playing in MLS since 1996. Hey, going back to Shalloway, Thad, uh, do you think he revels in the fact that now the press comes to him a lot more often? You know, he captain last night, for example, but just otherwise. Do you think he revels in that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But uh, you also notice the way he speaks is a lot different now. Not a lot different, but a little different. Um, yeah. He used to be like, oh, yeah, I was pissed that this happened. I was pissed that that happened. That, you know, mm-hmm. that sucked. And now he, like, he'll go, I was mad about that. You know, he's <laughs> becoming that slightly more mature, which is a little disappointing. Yes, I was going to say, I don't like that. That's that's the reason we always liked interviewing <laughs> him, because he was just, like, talking to one of your buddies about the game. <laughs> oh, speaking of one of our buddies, did, we ran into one of our old friends in the uh, press room. You remember this, Cody? Yes, I was going to let you, you, you wanted to tell it. Okay. Well, I just, you looked like you weren't remembering, so I was just making sure. Uh, I forget. A young guy named Gianluca Busio. Bus came through, got to say hello. He was very excited to see Thad, old buddy Thad. He did offer to do an interview right then and there, but I declined. He d- actually, he's actually not even lying about that. He really did. I think he, I think he immediately regretted saying the joke that he was saying. But Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I knew he wasn't too serious about it, so I was like, "Oh man, we'll do it later." Yeah, good to <laughs> good to see Busio back hanging around. He was did the beer corner, bought everybody beer in the cauldron. I saw him and uh, him and Jake Davis hanging out on Instagram. So, welcome back, Busio. And yeah, let's take a quick non-break here if ads are going to show or not, and then we're going to move on to uh, Alan Polito. All right, man, that was a quick break. I hope you enjoyed those ads. Maybe. So, Alan Polito, Chivas is sniffing around. There's a report that it's already done. Uh, You always have to take anything uh, media out of Mexico with a grain of salt with some of this. Um, At least the sources that we were seeing it from are not ones that you would, uh, would really get excited about and trust that something is done. Thad. Have you changed your opinion on Alan Polito after the goals he's been scoring? No. Okay. Robert, where do you stand? <laughs> okay, wait. What, what is Thad's opinion? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what opinion was I supposed to change, man? I don't know why you do this to me. Do you know that we're doing a podcast right now? Do you think just going, no, helps the show? Come on. Give me an answer here. Help me out. Well, give me a lead more than did you change your mind? Like, 
Thad, you hated the guy. Have you changed your mind? Thad, you thought he was going to be a superstar. Did you change your mind? Thad, you thought he was handsome. Did you change your mind? Give me something, man. <laughs> you talk about me not doing the show. You got to help me here. Thad, did you change your mind on Alan Polito? Yes. <laughs> Is that better? That's a shake. Thad, <laughs> give me something. What is wrong with you? I just explained what was wrong with me. You didn't tell me what I should be changing my mind about. Okay. Robert, what is your opinion on Alan Polito? Because Thad is throwing ice all over this fire. Well, Cody, if you read Casey's Soccer Journal, I wrote an article not too long ago. And not every article I put my own personal opinion in, but you could probably garner it from the article that, you know, I'm, I'm a fan. He's in. Everybody, everything I've heard from everybody is that he's in, he's here to play. And, um, you know, he is rounding into form for sure. But I don't know if right now, Mr. Uh, Cody, you want me to go into uh, stuff I saw on uh, about his interview with the Casey Telemundo last night. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I, I'm not familiar with this interview. What did we learn from that? Well, as you and I were commenting last night, Cody, there was a lot of... Uh, Spanish speakers in the press room more than usual. They just hang about, and we assumed they were there just, you know, to ask about Chivas, right? And uh, on Telemundo KC, so they asked him if he was leaving for Chivas, and uh, Plito said that he's leaving the negotiation piece to his manager. He wants to focus on what's happening on the pitch at the moment. He didn't deny the Chivas connection. Uh, he said he was still in talks with Sporting as well, and uh, says he's happy here. But then his Instagram today. Sigamos juntos. Someone, on yeah, Instagram. In Instagram today, he posted and someone misinterpreted it as saying, let's stay together, implying let's stay together with sporting. But uh, someone corrected him and said, what it actually really means in Spanish is, is let's continue together. You know, let's keep on this roll, could be the meaning there. So. He's yeah, a bit of mystery and nobody, a bit nobody of information mis about the Polito saga there. Nobody misquoted it. He, he, all of his posts, he does it in Spanish and then he does it in English. And his own Instagram yeah. post says, let's stay together. So, yeah, I don't know. That is, uh, I guess it is cryptic. It could be, could be looked at two different ways. We're playing well together right now. Let's keep doing that. Or let's stay together. I'm going to, I'm going to resign here. Yeah. But honestly, I, I don't I I was just upset about the situation with him the last time we talked about it. It's just really unfortunate. And I don't know what we should do, but damn, if he scores another two goals next week, I'm just I'm gonna be in a place where it's like, pay that man his money. We found someone that can score goals in major league soccer for sporting Kansas City specifically. Uh yeah, just give him whatever he wants, right? Absolutely. That's three in his last two matches as well. So Yeah, if he if he puts up good. if he puts up two on LAFC, I'm I'm going all in on Alan Polito. <laughs> and you still have to remember all these rumors coming out of Mexican media, there's not a lot of uh, real facts and substantiation to them. He doesn't say that he's wanting to go there, which would obviously would be stupid if uh, right. When we talked, asked Peter a couple of weeks ago, he said they'd had not one conversation with Chivas about him going there. So there's there's the various options that this that this could go. Chivas could pay to get him early, like in the summer transfer window, and he could go. Uh, 
Chivas could sign a pre-contract with him coming up shortly, and he could go at the end of this season. Uh, or he could stay with Sporting, or I guess I could go somewhere else even. But that seems like the two most likely options there is, or three most likely options. But if they haven't talked to Sporting, there's not a negotiation to have him come early. And you, I know he loves Chivas. That's That was one of some of his best times there. But as far as I know, and as far as everything I've heard is he still has a lawsuit against Chivas because they haven't paid him money from when he was there before. That's what I was just about to say. You say he loves Chivas, the team he currently is suing. <laughs> yeah, but I think you could have a different, you know, I mean, you can have a, a separation in your mind about these things. You can love the club, love the team, love that whole aspect of it, but not necessarily love the owner slash management of it. You know what I mean? You have people who love sporting Kansas City but don't like the current manager or current president or current number nine sub or whatever, right? Everyone has a different boogeyman in this fight. So he could be – but that would just make it much more, much less likely that he would sign if he still has a, a lawsuit against them. Even if he loves the club, I mean, that seems insanity to go, yes, I will come sign a contract for $10 million with you and you won't pay me. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Okay. Any final thoughts on Polito? Yeah, four goals, three assists, tied with Shallowy for the team lead. Tommy's right behind him with two goals and four assists, but uh, definitely playing in the prime time right now. My prediction for him this year was 17 goals to uh, break Mjolnir's record. But uh, I, I don't know. It's actually, it seems doable now if he's going to score a couple goals every game. Not even that far off. I'm sticking with it. Double down. That is an amazing turnaround, though. Three goals in the first 10 games, 17 goals in the last eight. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that is, an, uh, that is an absurd stat right there. And the historically you know, bad. goals in all the home games, the last few home games. And they still have home game heavy schedule coming up. Yeah. Four out of the next five. Games. Four out of the next five are at home. So that'll make it swing it the other way a little bit, but yeah. Okay, so th this kind of bothers me a little bit. Peter keeps saying it, and, you know, we all get it. We get that they needed to get their primetime players back. You know, we understand that. Some guys were injured as well, you know, Leibold, et cetera. Get it. You know, it was only a matter of time before they came back, and then we start playing better. But that bothers me because, and this has been brought up before too, but it just still irks me that, okay, but why does it have to be the horrible start that it was why do the guys who back up those guys why do they not perform why does it have to be a last place when those frontline guys are gone it just irks me when peter says well i told you all along we were just waiting yeah but why are the other guys so bad why do they perform so bad i don't know i mean i understand what you're saying there's part of me that completely 100 agrees but i'm just trying to flip it to the other side for a second the obvious results were terrible. I mean, that first 10 games, no yeah. wins, what, three draws, I think. Um, only three goals. And and all three draws were actually 0-0 games, if I remember right. It It's amazing how bad they were. But if you, if you look at them in, like, chunks, the first three games, they didn't get good results, but they didn't look bad. I mean, they looked actually pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, and then there was, like, that loss of confidence that happened. And I still point to that, I think it was the third game, uh, 
the loss of confidence after that double penalty kick block where Agata took it, got it blocked. They got a retry because the goalie came off early and then Eric stepped up and and said, I'm taking it. And then he got blocked. Yeah. Um, that's, they just, they went completely apart after that and getting new guys in and then getting some results. You look at last year, they were pretty mediocre through most of the year and then just two fresh faces made all the difference in the world. And, you know, one of them being a midfielder that they really needed and all that, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to defend them being horrible. I just saying that if you look at it in different aspects, because I know even when they were like four or five games in to that run of being bad, you could look at a lot of their stats, and there a lot of their stats were good. Yeah. Their yeah. XG wasn't bad. The carries, the passes, all these little things that should be- show decent results, if not good results, were there. Just the results were not. It. It's one of those like you could see the goodness, but you couldn't see the goodness at the same time. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, asked- it's amazing that we're where we are now. But just imagine if we had won two of those games. Yeah. Maybe three we would be contending for a home playoff spot, not just a playoff spot right now, which would be a much better position. There are 17 better, games much left. Much better in tune to, to win an MLS Cup. There are 17 games left. How? What makes you think that they won't be competing? At there the, are 16 games the, left. Towards but, the top um, of the table. <laughs> but, um, hey, don't, we don't know that. I just don't understand. If we knew that, then we'd be making millions of dollars. This is just but, such uh, a weird conversation. We'll Somebody asked him that question in the in the press conference last night. And like, I just like Robert, the, the conversation we're having right now, why were they so bad? All those, those games ago, I, it's well, just it's weird just, that we're even having me, that conversation like, right now. No, to me, it's like, okay, it doesn't matter that the guys that I put on my roster and trained did so horrible when these guys were out. That doesn't matter. All that matters is that I was right about these frontline guys being better and us you know, recouping. It just kind of like okay. Well, no, I think really the I think the answer bad. is that we weren't that bad, and there was all of the evidence that Thad just gave that they weren't maybe weren't playing all of that terrible, and it it, it yeah, it's just such a it's weird results oriented business though. Okay, and what are what's happening right now? Now, yeah, but just think how much better we'd be if we hadn't been so bad then. Right. What a, this is just a weird. I'm sorry, that's just a weird discussion <laughs> to me. So you're happy with being in contention for a playoff spot, even though we played one more game than most of the teams around us. I am very happy with instead the way of, the team is playing right now. Instead of being in contention for a home playoff game right now. But what you're is, happier with that? No. But what, no, he's not happy I wish that. I Yes, I wish All we right. had a few more points. But what is the, like... We're we're trying to analyze why the, what went wrong all those games ago when everything has been no, fixed now? No, I'm just saying that leaning on that fact is just kind of irks me a little bit. Yeah, the the team was bad. They yes, all of that was terrible. And then they got the players back, and all is working well now. I, I it just seems so weird to me to be like, okay, but they still shouldn't have been that bad. Why were they that bad before? Can, yes, can it's I join annoying. your side now for a second, Robert? <laughs> Please. <laughs> I, I just want to flip. I, well, because I, I, you know, you know, that's me. I try to look at both sides of this, and I'll try to argue both sides. Despite not having those players, despite not having Polito, Kenda. Rodoya, uh, uh, Tim from Germany, uh, all these other players that weren't out there when you wanted them to be. Russell at times. Yes, thank you, David, in the chat. Um, it wasn't just a couple players. That just listed off a whole bunch of people. It was, right. it was a lot of key but, players came back. But the thing is, 
they should have gotten at least some results in those. Yeah. I mean, three draws out of 10 matches is pretty damn piss poor. Again, if you look at some of the the underlying stats, they weren't bad. But with all these starters, again, thank you, David, in the chat for making sure that that was, you know, highlighted bold letters there. It was all guys who were starters, and it it uh, makes a lot of difference, obviously. But it still should have been at least a couple more results in there. I mean, yeah. there was some games that were close. It was some bad luck. Yes, it was all, all horrible. Confidence with the shit. It was it was all horrible, and that's why we started talking about what it would look like if they needed to make a minute managerial move. That's why we were talking about yes. Ben Sweat's about. Fault. I mean, Peter Vermees. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, okay. You talk about how great the end of last season was. How different was the lineup at the beginning of this season from that lineup? Not really that different. Yeah, we've done that podcast too. Again, that's like yeah. we're, we're we just are going to have these same conversations about why the team was bad back then. We know the answer. They got players okay, back. Cody, now I'm that's sorry. why they're good. I can't say something that irks me. I apologize. My it, fault. But it did come feelings. up in the it did come up in the post game presser <laughs> yesterday because somebody is going to ask the same question for the next six games in every presser availability of why is it different now? Because they don't realize that somebody's already asked that question a thousand times. And that the answer seems so obvious that like five key players have returned to the lineup. (laughs) But but it is still why your roster isn't good enough underneath that. I But see, I think maybe we're seeing that it is now because the roster underneath it was two center backs last night and they got a, and they got a very good win. I think we're just seeing things just didn't go the way of sporting. They played good enough to get a couple results out of that, like we were talking about. Things just didn't go the way. Literally everything was going against Sporting KC for the first 10 games. Dave, and all David it means... points out most rosters aren't that deep in MLS because of... You can't be. Can't be. Yeah. Which, uh, which can I just throw out something completely different? Going back to the fact that we had uh, Castellanos and Volador playing last night. Can we call that pairing the Robertos? Robertos. <laughs> Well done. Well done. Uh, it seemed, David in the chat here seems to be fully shifted. Now he's making all of the arguments uh, that I was making for uh, maybe excuse. He's, <laughs> making a, he's making a bunch of excuses for Vermees now in the chat, even though he was a he was a Vermees out guy. Um, no. So all, all that the extent of how bad it got, all it's doing is just creating a better storyline for the end of the season when they hoist that cup. We'll sit back and remember the whatever game it was. Was it San Jose where we were, where the fans were booing and chanting for Vermees out? We'll remember that as the darkest day in club history, and it was a season of redemption as they hoist the trophy. It'll all be so legendary. All right, let's notice that. It was at 34.30 on June 11th, so we can go back to it. Okay, all right, noted. That's right, got it. <laughs> let's move on to... Uh, one little other piece of the Lionel Messi move that I don't think we entirely discussed. Um, we it already is, had a pod about Messi. And Jeez, it is the, it is the biggest, <laughs> and no one listened to it either. <laughs> the midweek one, nobody listened to it either. So we're going to talk about it again. Uh, no, the aspect we didn't talk about is just the some of the logistics that are going to have to change. MLS security, media protocols, um, you know, how close fans get to to the players and, you know, things like I'm just, that's something I'm very interested in 
of Messi's impact on this league because some of it is going to have to happen very quickly. Like, uh, just one thing, we'll start here just because we've talked about this before. The media in the locker room. Is is Messi just like the first game, Messi's just going to turn around after he puts on his underwear and then there's going to be microphones and cameras in his face? Or is MLS going to have to change some of these rules, That I think they might change some rules for Messi. I don't but know. then Messi goes around to other stadiums, right? Don't you have to have league-wide protocols that, that are changing? I think they might change for Messi everywhere. So, Right. So then they'll change um, for the whole league. Yeah, but I mean, most how many most people don't go into the opposing team's locker rooms. I mean, you, do, you sometimes have some that do, but mostly don't. Most teams don't have Messi. Right. That's why I said it'll change for Messi. It probably right. won't change for any opposing team, just yeah. for Messi. But yeah, I don't definitely. know. I mean, it, it will be re- interesting to see that because the the closest I've seen is when Beckham was here, uh, but he was – I wasn't really doing it as much back then, uh, some, but he was he was doing scrums, you know, on the side of the field for people. Um, and the next closest thing is the what I call the Tim Howard rule. I was, I was waiting for an opening to mention the Tim Howard story, so yeah, go ahead. Well, do you, do you want to tell it or you want me to? No, you can go ahead. Um, Tim Howard was here with whichever team he was with and supposedly got into a confrontation in that little tunnel in the center of the field. Because fans, the because fan, there's just no separation. You can yeah. scream at and touch, reach out and touch, do whatever you want to these players coming by. Uh, yeah, and my understanding is the story told by Tim and their PR department is not 100% accurate, but that forced a change that the opposing team doesn't go through there except for the walkout and they would go through the uh, the other corner in at Children's Mercy Park so uh, uh, yeah you which, didn't you didn't finish that thought there there was a there was a confrontation is the word i'm going to use a kerfuffle between a sure. fan and and Tim Howard in the tunnel at Sporting KC so yeah the i i think mls fans are obviously different than a lot of other leagues and that's why it's worked here for so long but yeah, there's just some of these big names are going to come from these other leagues and things like that. Like Tim Howard, I know he was over here for a long time of his career, but man, he came back and was just like, a dude can just yell at me from two feet away? Like, how is this fair? Like, how is this possible? Robert, huh? what do you feel about these? Uh, actually, well, you didn't get to join the the messy pod. Do you have a, any take you want to give on this? What do you think about all the security protocols? Well, I mean, you know, we keep referencing Beckham in a lot of ways for Messi. And, you know, I think they're going to have specific, you know, little pressers for Beckham himself is what they'll probably do. Beckham? Um, but I did want to mention one of the highlights or lowlights of my career was interviewing David Beckham at uh, Community America Ballpark in that little teeny locker room. <laughs> It happened to be the time when him and Landon were not getting along and you could feel the tension in the locker room. But yeah, that's 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 kind of one of the highlights of my career. David Beckham, QU America Ballpark locker room. <laughs> what did you ask him? What did he say? Did you get anything spicy from it? No, it was, uh, I think it was the game where he scored that uh, goal from over half field. So yeah. that was basically the, the discussion that night. <laughs> were you checking out his tattoos? <laughs> no, but I was just noticing how much shorter he was than I thought he actually was. <laughs> Okay, any final thoughts here, guys? 
Well, we got LAFC coming up this weekend. LAFC is, uh, they lost the Champions League final. They lost uh, this past weekend. Four so, to nothing. Uh, yeah, just a good loss. time. A good time to hit them. We're on a roll. They're not. So hopefully we uh, can knock them down another notch. Yes, sir. Taste the rainbow, everybody. Let's get after it. Has just been sent off. Some part of strong and welcome soft by fun buttings. Got me drinking. My fun buttings got me drinking. My fun buttings got me drinking. Give me real whiskey, one or gin. Anything to shake this foot I'm in. My fun buttings got me drinking. My fun buttings. Got me drinking. My fun fun team's got me drinking.